doing? We're live from Studio 5. I planned that opening all last night. How are you doing? Hey, man. It's Brian Sosha. I'm here. Dude, you look a jack, dude. Oh! That's my... That's Look at that. Look at that. Ah! Show them the guns, man. Sun's nah, out. man. Guns nah, out. man. I don't want to intimidate anybody. <laughs> What's up, baby? <laughs> How you yeah. doing? Rob's hanging out, too. I like your UK shirt you're wearing, a little Repre Union Jack action. Representing, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can we kill the music for a second? Dun. Well, I thought you'd fade out. Jeez. They killed it dead. You didn't say oh, slow man. death. <laughs> they killed it dead. You said kill. Dun, 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 I think we dun, cheated the fans. Dun, dun, yeah, fade it, fade it. We got to get DJ Tony in here to be doing some mixing and matching. We're going to be talking about DJ Tony. Yeah. yeah. He's busy putting out PR statements, executive DJ Tony hey, in the house. Look, I love DJ Tony. We're going to get to that because I work with him a lot at the live shows, yeah. but we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Jake Paul. He's always a fun topic. I know you love him. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about Connor Tierney and MVP. They were seen together doing some sparring, some training. Top of the card for BKFC 27 coming up in... I got to grab this, man. There's like a... It's a hair on... The, ew! Like a cat hair. How, no, I don't know if that's what it was. Animal hair. It's a little curly to be a cat yeah. hair there, buddy. It's on just, uh, Like it was just... Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> it got me. That'll be a meme or something or whatever they call it, <laughs> I'm sure. All right, so uh, we got that. We got BKFC 29 debut in Albuquerque to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, and we talked about Connor Tierney and MVP. It looked like they were sparring together, calling out like Americans or whatever I they were know, doing. man. Uh, so blah, blah. We're going to talk, yeah, talk to both of them. I uh, got Brumtown Bomber, Connor Tierney, big rising star here in BKFC. He's coming up around 12.15. Then we'll get to, um, I believe MVP is at 12.30. Is that correct? Somebody in the truck? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And so it's going to be fun because this is a huge event. It's our biggest event ever. So I would say it's the biggest event in bare knuckle history, the super fight of the summer, whatever you want to call it. It's a big deal. And I'm proud to have one half of the main event on an MVP and one mm -hmm. half of the co-main event on. So you got Connor Tierney versus Joe Elmore. And my question to Connor Tierney, I'll tell you right now, one of them is going to be like, why in the hell would you ask for Joe Elmore? That's my question. I mean, Connor's getting, great. Yeah, he's getting fired up, man. He's, he's firing Joe up. Yeah. Joe's crazy. <laughs> Jumping out of planes and week, stuff. See him jump out of planes? Yeah. He's an, he's, he, he said he was... Over top of England, trying to land on Connor's gym or something. He's flipping Dude, let's the bird, start a GoFundMe, man. Let's, let's rent him a plane in a parachute <laughs> and him hop into the ring. I, Joe had like he told me he's got like uh, he said like some insane amount of jumps. He's really, like hundred or something. He's trying to get the three hundred or five hundred because his wife and kid are going to do it with him. He's just, he just jumps out of the plane like nothing. Dude, I won't even get on a plane. Did you ever skydive? <laughs> no, yeah, you won't even skydive. You definitely won't skydive. Anybody here ever skydive? Dave, Evan. No, my wife did. They're, 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 did she really? We're trying to get. Her. Sorry, I'm improving commercials. What? Did you ever skydive? Fuck no. I would never skydive. That I, is I, way too much risk for no reward. Yeah, What's well, the point? The thrill. Uh, yeah. I don't need that thrill. I don't need that. I've got things I want to do in my life. Dave. Skydiving. I work for BKFC. <laughs> I get it <laughs> That's, that's feel like jumping enough. out of the plane every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Dave, you said your wife skydive? Julie did skydive. Oh, oh, that's cool. She was skydiving. Are you sure? Or was that just like she was trying to get away from you and hopped off the plane? She's I actually <laughs> have the video somewhere. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't do it. Would you bungee jump? I wouldn't do that either. I wouldn't bungee. I would, I, actually, I would skydive. Yeah. So would I. So would I. I feel like so bungee strange. jumping could be... I mean, I'm sure skydiving will jerk you up like that, but I feel like bungee like jumping would be really bad for you. Another one that's going to be captured now. You ever see Joe Dirt? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I used to have cybers yeah, like Joe Dirt. That's why I'll never skydive. <laughs> 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 All right, so back on track here. Skydiving, bungee jumping. Evan, bungee jump? No, never. <laughs> none of that. <laughs> you know what's funny, Evan? I feel like you would be like the manly man that would, oh, I'll do it. No, no I don't. There's no, there's no point. What's yeah? I don't, I don't need that thrill. You know, I'd never done it either. I'd like to see it in, in the chats. No offense, being, no offense, no offense to any avid skydiver. Look at yeah. this guy. He's, he's, you're playing it really safe today, Evan. You're apologizing well, to, Joel, Ad, I'm about to, to see, avid skydiver. I'm going to see Joe Elmore oh, in know, fucking yeah. five days. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we let's just move on. Yeah. 
he was all excited to jump out of that plane. So we'll talk about that. So much coming up today. Very excited ahead of this huge show uh, mm -hmm. in London, England. Uh, and it's going to be great, man. I mean, this card is absolutely stacked. We said the main event, you got MVP versus Platinum Mike Vary. This is a fight, and we'll talk to MVP about it, that from what I understand, uh, was actually asked for years ago by Mike Perry. And I want really? to talk to MVP a little bit about okay. that. Uh, we joke around, say this is the fight that fans didn't even know they wanted. And that's, I think you coined that phrase. And I agree 100% now that it's here. I mean, even the fighters are pumped. You got Caveman Dave Rickles. He's on the Ungloved that we did. You can watch it on the app. He's so excited as a fighter and a fan. Like, he was giddy about it. Yeah, so he, do we, you think he's definitely on the uh, Mike Perry uh, bandwagon from his uh, loss to uh, MVP you know, and you Bellator? Know, I think that what he said, and you can watch his comments in the Ungloved, bkfc.com, grab the app. Uh, four ninety nine a month, but it seemed to me when we conducted the interview, I mean, he was happy to do it, and he was saying basically, don't fall into the trap I fall into. He said, I fell into. He said that I don't get rocked, like I don't, as far as mentally, mm -hmm. no one messes with me. He said he had me all pumped up going in there, and you can watch the rest on the app. But basically, he just he was like, don't let him do that to you. I never yeah. thought he could do it to me. It's a Lorenzo Hunt thing. Yep. These people, it's a Joe Riggs Lorenzo Hunt thing. He can't do that to me. Well, he did it. Yeah. So that's what he was kind of warning him of. He was saying how, uh, and we know, how flashy and how sleek, how just amazing MVP is. And uh, But, you know, he talked to Mike Perry. Mike Perry's swaggy magoo too. Yeah, yeah. That's a very polarizing uh, opposites right there. You got Mike Perry. Not a, he, doesn't, he doesn't mince words. My man just, you know, lets it run. And then you have MVP, who's very polite, he's very down to earth. Wait, 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 wait. What two did, totally different uh, what did, fighters. Uh, two what did totally Perry call him? He's an Englishman. Yeah, polite, polite Englishman. Yes. That's what yeah. he said. You know what I was, Did you see that? He's yeah. like, yeah, polite. But if you want to watch this, I, I recommend it highly. You go to bkfc.com and you can see uh, Caveman's prediction. Now, if you don't know, if you're just kind of new to the fighting game, uh, the reason we talked to Dave since he fought him before, Dave had a rough fight against him. I believe Dave was like, I'm done. I think Dave just comes kind of like I'm done and, and yeah man that, that doesn't happen to the caveman. He got dude, demolished. So. It is yeah. you know got called how you say it, dude. He just that was a uh, I think Dave would tell you that performance, man. It was it was crazy. So basically, I feel like I don't remember exactly what he said. That's why I'm saying to watch the app because we do so many of these interviews. But I feel like it was like a warning to Mike Perry saying. But, but again, we got an email on the screen just so you guys know. That was MMA. There. You guys might not want this email up there. We're watching it. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what you guys want to Dial by connection. <laughs> Should I stand in front of this? Like, that on it. Come on, guys. I'm not kidding. It's I'm up here on, in the back. I'm on there. <laughs> Cut we it off. There we numbers. go. <laughs> <laughs> what are you nuts? I didn't do that. I don't know. Junior did that. All right, if you guys got any issues, man, don't even go through the fight finder. <laughs> <laughs> Email Nate directly at nate at bareknuckle.tv. <laughs> Let's get his phone number out, too. Hold on. Yeah. Nate's phone number. No, Let me get no, this. No, yeah, no, no, I'm going to do it. No, I'm doing no, it. Yo, if you drop Nate's phone number I'll do live, it? I'll dude, do it that's right going to be hot. <laughs> All right, call your friends. Put this in the comment section. Nate's phone number is 919-344-5. I'm kidding. Look, everyone thought I was going to get his number out. Oh man, I thought he was gonna put him on blast. You got no. Nate blowing up everybody right now. Nate, Nate was just sweating though, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know what time. It's like this is off. This is off the chain. Hey, we're, we're, we're back on the emails. Shut it. <laughs>
These people are gonna. What the fuck are you guys doing? What's happening in the truck? Dave's having a rough moment. Well, this is awesome, man. This is the fun that we have. If you're not joining in live, you ain't having any fun. The people that are listening on the podcast don't know what's going on. So if you're listening and not watching, they're flashing up all these like uh, company emails on screen. We should do that all the time. We should actually launch Easter eggs. (laughs) (laughs) We have every week. It's our screw up. You ever see Fight Club where he's like snipping through? He's like, yeah, and sometimes blah blah blah. Did you know throughout Fight Club? There's snippets of like Easter egg, like quick, like two no. frame shots. Really? Yeah, yeah. Is that it, like a well-known thing? Well, it's of cocks. <laughs> so, like dicks. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. It's, I, you know, yeah. I love how I love how Rob had explained well, because, it's of this. Because that it's of that. I know Tyler, what they are. Tyler Durden's job was His splicing like together. <laughs> Tyler Durden's job in the movie was splicing together pornographic movies. Yes. So the Easter egg throughout Fight Club was if you pay attention, there's like flashes of it. There's flashes of it throughout the movie. Would you it's pay attention? Would that? you pause it? No, uh, no, I, I didn't. I didn't know it until I was like, wait a minute. Oh, that did. That did happen. I was like, that. That's you funny. Know, but we should do Easter eggs on our show. Well, again, we do them. Man. We do them because our screw ups every day, and we can call them Easter eggs. That'll be our yeah. Screw-ups. All right, so. It's going to be a great show. On top of that, we're talking about uh, MVP versus Platinum, Mike Perry, uh, the biggest bare-knuckle fight of all time. goes down August 20th in London, our big debut in London, and we're excited to come to London. And not only that, I mean, that's a great main event. But look at the undercard. Look at the co-main event. Look at the featured fights. They're awesome. Dude, I wouldn't even call it an undercard. It's, it's one, not. One giant super main event. I mean, you have everything from, okay, you got this. This is going to be an amazing fight. We know that. We're excited about it. Then you go down one more. You got... Paige Van Zant, we're going to see what she does, mm-hmm. and Sharice Sagala, because, I mean, we've seen Paige is tough. They both bang, dude. They come out swinging, man. Yeah, but they're, Paige they're... is going to bang harder because she needs the win this time. She yeah. needs it. She has to prove herself. And I feel like Sharice is is going to... I knew that. I was waiting. You guys are yeah. such losers. That's the third one today. I know. I know. I'm dropped. <laughs> There's my Easter eggs. That's my Easter eggs. My audio yeah. egg. Uh, but it's going to be exciting because that's going to be a great fight. And the guy, we'll get into more of the card later because I want to talk about Tyler Goodjohn, James Lilly. I want to talk about everybody, Mick Terrell, Sam Shoemaker. But the guy that's waiting in the virtual green room, one of the rising stars in Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Mm-hmm. I see an upward trajectory for this guy. Uh, he debuted for us in New York City, defeating Jeremiah Riggs, who's no joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he put on this just beautiful, uh, I don't know, what is just beautiful fight. The way he fights is so beautiful. Dude, it's smooth. He fights like MVP, like Anderson Silva. Yeah. Very slick boxing. I wish I had the clip. Movement. I, look at him all. He's all oh, ready to go. There, there he is. is. Hey, <laughs> hey, there he is. Wait, I want to do it. You did it on an interview. I want to do it. I thought I had the clip, but I don't. Ready? You are a smooth operator. <laughs> I'll send you the song. I mixed it for you. How you doing, Connor? I'm good. I'm good. I can't actually see us. I don't know why. You're better off. So just because if you see us, you're going to want to hang up. So just we don't look like you. You look like a movie star. Now you can can probably now. You can see us now. All right. Good. Uh, but it's good to see you, man. And and I think we we kind of were talking about you and you just came on, but I want to give you the proper introduction because I mean, bro, your career so far in the bare knuckle world is insane. You've done so much before that as well. We'll get into that. But think about this. I'm going to brag for you. Seven fights, six wins. One loss. Undefeated for three years. I think you've had five wins in a row. Is that correct? Yeah, five wins on the bounce now. Wow. Six. Yeah. Oh, he's going to be six, what Joey's saying. All right, so, so much to get into today. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. I don't know if you heard us, but Joel Moore, your opponent, he's a lunatic. We know that. Uh, and it, we've seen him. It looked like he was diving out of a plane saying he was over top of England trying to land on your gym. He's flipping to the bird. He's grabbing himself in unsavory territories down there. And and uh, it, and and did you see this? 
It was crazy. I, I just seen um, a little small man with a massive neck jumping out of a plane, grabbing what I thought was a tiny little scrotum. Um, you know, sticking two fingers up to the camera, <laughs> giving it all that. You know, um, it just, look, listen, bless the guy. Uh, you know, I really appreciate him. You know, promoting the fight. But um, I think Joe and his team know deep down, you know, this is a bit of a one-trip pony now for him. He's on the end of his career uh, with his age and stuff, and he hasn't fought for a long time now, over a year and a half. So, you know, I'm glad to see that Joe's enjoying the build-up, you know, and enjoying everything because after that, I don't know where he's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get into all that, man. And, and the thing is, you know, he's jumping out of planes. Look, yeah. we can look at Joe and know he's tough, and he claims he's been working on his fo footwork, his boxing. He was a Golden Gloves boxer. He tells us all this stuff. But when you look at Joe, let's be honest, the man's all over the board. He's not right in the head. He's crazy. I, I think the fans feel the same way about him. He's going, uh, I, I, like, when we interviewed him, he's saying, oh, that boy, he's writing checks, his mouth can't cash. He's going to get his ass beat. And he's like, but I love him. I love him so much. He's up and down, and he changes like that. I, I'm intimidated by him. What's the head? He's got bipolar. He's up and down. <laughs> One minute he loves me, the next minute he hates me. The next minute he's, I'm his, he's my biggest fan, and then and then he's gonna destroy me and take my face off. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? I mean, like that that kind of guy, that unstableness as a non-fighter intimidates me. You don't seem to care. You're loving it. You're laughing at it. Why? Right, I picked Joe Armour because of this reason, you know. At the end of the day, when Dave was on about you fighting in London, I thought I need somebody who's going to bring a fight. He's an entertainer, someone the fans love, you know, someone that's going to bring the hype and the promotion to the fight. And I think me and Joe now, no offence to anybody else in the card, have probably hyped and promoted this fight more than any other car, uh, fight on the card. So, you know, I'm a businessman, as you can see. You know, I don't just dress like it. I am a businessman. Um, and from a marketable and a promotional perspective, Joe was the perfect guy for me. You know, he brings a lot of noise, a lot of attention. And, um, you know, when I beat him, look at the attention that's going to draw on me then. Just another fantastic win coming. Of course. I mean, it's going to be a fight. A lot of people are looking forward to it, uh, myself included. I know Rob is as well. And the thing I find interesting about you is your career before Bare Knuckle, right? So yeah. you, you were a pro boxer. That's correct to say. And, and before you got into Bare Knuckle, you were successful at that. And then you come into Bare Knuckle. But where you grew up when you were younger and maybe doing professional boxing did you look at the unsanctioned, the non-sanctioned bare knuckle scene that was going on? You you didn't go to a lot of those fights, huh? Um, firstly, just correcting, I, I was never a professional. Oh, boxer. I thought you were. I'm sorry. I was an amateur. I had 48 amateurs. I know. Um, you know, to be fair, I'll, I'll, I'll give props to my friend John Hick, Hands of Brick, who's actually on the card. He's one of the main fights on the main card. Um, John was the first guy that I'd seen go into it, and um, I saw a almost like piggybacked over off the, off off the back of that and jumped on through that um so yeah like I've, it's never been sort of i've never really watched it if anything i'm only a fan of my own style a lot of the time but i'll be honest like you guys said this card is the one of the, this is the best card i've ever seen like i'm really excited to watch the fights beforehand and after me it's crazy so yeah, we're calling it the biggest bare-knuckle fight of all time. I think that's fair to say. We, it's coming in. It's going to be huge. The card's loaded, as you're saying. But as we talk about your amateur career in boxing, then you find bare-knuckle with hands of brick. John Hick, that's a great name, by the way. Um, when, when you find bare-knuckle and you get into it, 
was it at all intimidating? I find what I'm trying to ask is I find that a lot of time boxers or people from other other um, combat sports come in and you know boxers for instance they're not used to the surface area blocking for the gloves isn't there they're not used to the, their hands was it like a duck to water for you or um, to, you know what I'll be honest it's it's scary it's nerve wracking you know you're going into fight bare knuckle for the first time um, and when I did I didn't know what to expect and all I remember was getting on my bike and boxing and that won me the fight. Um, so you know it, it's weird it's a horrible sport you can't protect because your gloves normally protect you you know your punches are going straight through you can't sit on the ropes because nine times out of ten you're going to be taking shots unnecessary cutting up you know getting hurt but bare knuckles are the most brutal sport going um you know for me to come from amateur boxing into bare knuckle was a bit of a, a weird jump for a lot of people a lot of people said that was you know they the, the couldn't see why i had done it but i think it's paid off for me now to be fair Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said in the beginning of the interview, you're growing uh, rapidly with the company. You've only been here uh, one fight, but we've watched your career. So glad to have you here. And, you know, yeah. the thing I've been looking at, we're glad to have Joe Elmore, too. I mean, like you said, the guy's a fun fighter to watch. That's why we're looking forward to this. But Joe, uh, he's been working. I've seen some clips and stuff on his footwork and stuff with uh, multiple, what's it, UFC champ, uh, WEC champ, Dominic Cruz. When you see stuff like that, does that affect you at all? You're like, ah, you're like, oh, it's another guy. I'm, I'm, my footwork's perfect. Um, I'll be honest. I looked at that post from Dominic Cruz, and that was for over a year ago now when Joe was fat and unfit. So that don't mean anything to me. Um, listen, I train. I believe truly that I am the best bare knuckle fighter on the planet. Um, I believe that my footwork's the best. My, my technical skills, you know, does my, my skills, my power, my speed, it's unmatched. Um, and for me, I don't fix anything that's not broken. Now, I know Joe's changed a lot of things in his camp. He's got this boxing coach from Wales on yes. board over FaceTime and stuff. That just screams alarm bells for me for that camp because they're trying to think of ways to beat me. I don't need to think of ways to beat somebody. I know I can beat, beat them with the recipe that I've already formulated. You know, I've got the recipe to beat everybody in this game, you know, where Joe's trying to formulate a recipe against me. So, you know, first round, second round, he may be a change fighter, but after that, you know, when I take him into that territory, it'll just go back to being the same Joe Armour. It'll be it'll be fun to watch the fight. I know I keep saying that, but when I heard this fight was announced, uh, we were pumped about it because both of you guys in the it, ring, it's going to be fireworks. And, you know, when, when I look at Joe, you're looking at a, when I spoke to him too, you're looking at a guy that's coming off, you say he hasn't fought in a while, but he's coming off uh, a loss to Leonard Garcia in which he told me that he went in with, uh, let me get this correct because I want to say the correct injury, a subscapula going to the Garcia fight. He had to get surgery afterwards. He was shot up with cortisone. He says he's 100% now. So, I mean... It, I've never fought professionally. I, you're, you're using your shoulder when you're throwing a little bit. You're getting hit. I mean, is that is that something that you might target? You kind of mentioned in an interview, you better watch out for that shoulder, Joe. But wouldn't that hurt your hand? Yeah. Um, it's not going to hurt my hand. Um, his shoulder's going to be, you know, a lot less pressure on my hands than it is on the top of his forehead, isn't it, really? You know, he's going to be solid up top. Um, but... You know, it doesn't matter about the injury, what he's saying about, oh, you know, when I fought Garcia, you know, I hurt my shoulder. and I'm not bothered about that. I watched his fight against Will Chope and I watched his fight against Tom Chauve. Um, and I'm getting excuses for everyone. Oh, Will Chope was my first fight. Oh, Tom Chauve, I wanted to break his fist from my forehead. Oh, Lena Garcia, I had a bad shoulder. You know, so this guy to me just seems like, you know, he, he, he wants to put on the performances he dreams of putting on, but he can't put them on and, after that, it always comes with an excuse because, in my opinion, you know, Will Chope is a fucking ironing board. 
and I'd push him over with, you know, with my eyes closed. And Tom Shove absolutely battered him, you know, when he's just got lucky with the knockdowns because unfortunately for Tom, he was standing too long in there in the pocket. Um, the third fought with Lena Garcia. Lena Garcia absolutely destroyed him the first round. And I think because of that fact that he played on the shoulder issue, so <laughs> I, I, I could go on it about it all day. I just know what I'm coming up against. And I'm, you know, and I hope he knows what he's coming up against. Yeah, he seems to from talking. I mean, obviously you seem to. You're well studied. You can look at his career in bare knuckle. It looks like you've really gone through it. That's great that you've done that. Now, the other thing Joe has outside of fighting is he has a career as a rapper. He's a rapper. He raps. You've heard him rap. He raps his own song, The Joe Show. Welcome to the whatever it is. Uh, but I couldn't do that. So props to him. So my question here: I've heard you're a huge fan of his rap songs. Is that is that true? Oh yeah, um, I normally like put them on before I go to bed to fall asleep. So to be fair, <laughs> uh, if I'm honest, mate, he's um, he's shit at rapping, and it should probably stick to the fighting. Although after the 20th of August, it should probably stick to jumping out of airplanes and riding his canoe, because uh, I think that's about as much as he's going to be able to do after I'm finished with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. I saw online that uh, it looked like you were hanging out at the gym, sparring a little bit with MVP. Uh, how did that go? Tell me about it. I mean, you're in there, you're sparring with him. How's, how are you feeling? How's MVP looking? Um, MVP's looking great. Um, and I genuinely, I'll be honest now to all the fans, I didn't expect MVP to hit as hard as he does, does um, to be as good as he is. And believe me, when I say that that man is a serious threat at 175, he's... Because if he was coming down to 165, I'd be questioning myself going in against him. He hit me with some good shots. You know, he can bang. Like, when I say he can bang, like, he can. He can whack really hard. Um, you know, he's he's the way he reads the ring is excellent. I, I, I'd Listen, I'm not going to lie. I, I think he's going to knock Mark Perry out within three rounds. And that's my honest opinion. The guy can whack. And he's awkward to hit. You know, Mark's very stuck in the mud. Mark's a bit like a Joe. Me and MVP are very similar with snipers. Uh, you know, um, we pick our shots right. You know, we're very um, reserved with what we do. We know what we're doing. We're calculated. You know, Mike and Joe want to bring the fight to us. And, um, you know, it's going to be a, a bad night for the pair of them. Yeah, it's it's interesting that in the main and uh, pretty much featured fight, co-main, whatever you guys are. Now you're saying you're. You, I heard you saying you're kind of the the true main event, the uncrowned main event, or the uncrowned co. Whatever you were saying, uh, it's interesting yeah. to see that both the fights are, are kind of like that. Guys that are just kind of sleek and guys that are just gonna rip your head off. So we're excited for it. Uh, we got one more before we let you go. This is uh, from the Lord. He wants to know if you watch. What's the show? I don't watch it. Pinky Blinders? Pinky Peaky Blinders. I don't. I know what it is. He's from. He's from Birmingham. That's where the show takes oh. place. Very popular show. I don't know how you haven't heard of it. No, I've heard of it, but I don't watch it. So I'm the modern day Peaky Blinder. <laughs> Definitely, I'm the modern day Thomas Shelby. You know, coming to take that. over the American scene, which I've already done in New York, and now obviously you've come over here, and I've got to beat Joe to come back and maybe fight in Miami or something in the sunshine. Because uh, New York was a cold one, to be fair. And I only liked the sun, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had said that to me. You'd said that it was you weren't used to like how cold it was, the travel, the jet yeah. lag. You don't have to deal with any of that this time. That's got to feel good. Uh, yeah, that's good, honestly. The New York, like, I, the first two or three days, I'd hot, I was getting up three or four hours sleep in the night. It was terrible. On the way back, I didn't sleep for about three days. It was a horrible um, for the jet lag and stuff. And I also felt like the altitude was different. Because when I was getting to like the fourth and fifth round, like I was breathing really like hard, and it was hurting my lungs. Mm -hmm. 
which I was coughing quite a bit a couple of days after that. And I don't know if that's the altitude was different there. I'm not sure, but I don't have them problems now. You know what I mean? That's, he's in the Lawrence Den, isn't he? Well, he ain't in the Lawrence Den. He's in fucking, he's in a monster's den. No, because Lawrence can be tamed. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're looking forward to it, man. That's coming up August 20th, bkfc.com. Grab that app. So excited yeah. for your fight. I think everyone is. Absolutely. Uh, thanks for coming on today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Connor. <laughs> That's the man. It's the Brumtown Bummer! All right, brother, we'll see you. I'm ready not to sleep for like four days or whatever you're talking about. Be all messed up when I get back, so looking forward to it. Thank you, brother. Cool, man. All right. See you later. See you, buddy. Take care. Cheerio. Is that what I said? Cheerio. <laughs> Man, we got what MVP next? This is the like, this room? is like the, this is like the English invasion on the show today. I know. It was MVP in the virtual waiting room already? Yeah, oh, yeah. This is great. Okay, okay. Not like, yet. I like. What are you doing over here, Rob? <laughs> Rob's producing, directing. He's this is great, Rob. Yeah, I'm look, sorry. man. Look, the Americans are looking to take over, and they're coming ultra aggressive. He said it. He took. I didn't have to ask him a question. He answered every one of my questions. They're gonna pick their shots. They're gonna look to fight from the outside. Mm-hmm. Will the takeover happen, or will UK be able to defend and say who is the best bare knuckle fighting champions in the world? Interestingly enough, Joe, uh, I think thinks that Connor thinks he's going to come in and just mm-hmm. brawl and rush him. And he said, "I'm going to shock a lot of people." He said he's been working on his head movement. He's yeah. been working on his footwork. He's training with a guy from Wales who actually, I believe, if you watch the broadcast, if you know, you'll know uh, Bobo O'Bannon. The guy that um, corners him from uh, Wales, mm-hmm. it's the same guy I think that Joe has been working with. I don't know his name, but uh, that's he's got a good. Listen, he's got a good game plan, right? He's going to pick his shots. Yep. He said it that he's just going to, you know, he's got the recipe for success. But Tom Schof was trying to pick him apart as well, and Joe does not stop. He will keep coming forward nonstop. But mm-hmm. Tom Schof isn't a isn't a real sixty five. Yeah, though, exactly. Right? You I mean, Connor's like <laughs> you say that. No, too. I mean, no, no, show no, no. fights Joe at said sure. yeah, Joe yeah. said that. Weight wise, power wise. Yeah, but there's something Tierney to be is... said about just fighting somebody and they just keep coming forward. Non-stop. He's like the Terminator. Yeah, I think yeah. Tierney's got more power. Tierney's what six two or something. Yeah. Six, he's tall. So. It's, I don't even know if it's just power, Devin. I feel like power. It's range. He's got yeah, the footwork. He's got everything. But I but I also think that Joe. I, I know this. Yeah, it goes along with him to me, but I, Joe's got this killer instinct. Joe is an absolute Joe will not psychopath. Fall. Yeah. That's what I mean. He's and, <laughs> and, and he's Joe, not gonna look. I also I don't think so either. I don't think he'll fall. But, no. Joe, but unstoppable. I think it's going to be another five round. He's going to keep moving it, forward. That's now. why I'm excited about it because I don't see a knockout in this fight. For mm-hmm. once, I'm excited for a knockout. Well, the <laughs> only thing, war. the only thing, it could be a doctor stoppage. He could get Joe could really get sliced Dude. up, mm-hmm. which is what we saw in the in the show fight. F, so. F if I'm if I'm the doctor. I would never stop a Joe Elmore fight because he might just freaking. <laughs> yeah, but who knows? Knock who knows out. how the the uh, the new you know it's a new commission. New, yeah. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they what, might not know yeah, Joe that well. Florida judges. <laughs> Joe yeah. is yelling at the doctors. So, don't take this yeah. effing and, fight and, from me. And Joe's not dumb. Joe knows that, and he's probably. I don't think he's gonna get in there and brawl. I mean, didn't you he's say not. Joe he was, said he's not? He was in the gold. He was a Golden, Golden Glove boxer. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Joe can box. Um, and he just had to get back. He said because of his shoulder injury, and he had another yeah. injury, I think, another injury. He said now he's 100%. He said we haven't seen him at 100% yet. Connor's never been in deep waters with a Joe Elmore. I know. You're right. He's never. He said it. He said he's taking a dive. He's basically the high dive from the amateur straight into straight into bare knuckle, yeah. the most brutal sport in the world. He understands what happens if he just sits back. The shots are going to get through. Joe's going to rough him up. He's going to cut him up. What happens if that occurs? All I know is that Joe said, 
people are going to be shocked. Connor's going to be shocked. And I hope he believes that he thinks he's fighting the Joe where he thinks he's fighting because he's not. And Dude, this a, is going to be, awesome that's, that gets me man. more excited. <laughs> awesome. BKFC.com. Can it come any faster, please? Yeah, I know, man. I want to get on that jet plane and I want to fly my first class pod, right? You guys booking me? You guys booking me? Hey, you're, you're a coach. Go. You're back in 40B. <laughs> they put me in the bathroom. They just stick oh, me there. They, sit on top. Yeah, they put me on the boat. They're shipping me <laughs> over cargo. Here's something for you. What do you have? Oh, there, okay, so we were talking about this. There's Joel. This guy is skydiving two weeks before his oh, fight. Oh, Lord. That was my yeah, first thought. He's like, jumping out the plane. This is how he nuts. calms down yeah. for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> this is Joel Moore's way of being chill he, before he, his fight. He said he wanted, a, he wanted a parachute into the Wembley Arena. Yeah, that would be cool. That'd be like, what, what was that dude? Uh, was, what fight was that? Was that Holyfield? Oh, yeah. What where, the, where, where man, the guy just the the guy got parachute, beat, man? They beat his ass, though, dude. <laughs> a Holy, that wasn't Tyson. They're like, what is this? No, no I forget what fight it was. It might have been was it Holyfield? Yeah, no, yeah, it was a whole. It was, um, no, 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 no. It was Lewis, Lennox Lewis, maybe? Maybe. And yeah, I think it was Lewis, Lewis Tyson. Lennox Lewis. But when yeah. I was looking up what happened to the guy, he actually like hung himself in Alaska. Why? Alaska? Yeah, he lived because he never Alaska. got his fight with Lennox Lewis. I probably when I think of Alaska, I think of an iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> that was right on time. Thank you. As we transition, but but if you, all right, so you he heard here? we know you heard, you heard it from I thought I heard Connor something. that oh. MVP surprisingly hits extremely hard. Yeah, that shocks me. But you know what? I, now that he said that, Evan, maybe you can remember. Didn't Rickles mention that that he was he got he hit pretty hard? He measured his shots uh, and hit hard. He he hits hard and he hits you from weird angles. Yeah, he measures. Yeah. yeah so so there you go. That's two people. He said he's that. frustrating to fight. He's taunting you the whole time and he's mm -hmm. slipping your punches and hitting you where you don't see it coming. So so we're gonna see. And I love that Evan. Thank you for that because Evan you're gets so welcome. He edits all this stuff. And <laughs> guys, I, I do I do Brian. one interview. Brian, it's my pleasure. Thank you, my friend. I got you guys for happy hour. I put you two <laughs> get a room. Uh, but Evan Evan edits this stuff and he goes through it and he can remember it. I do an interview. And when I'm done, I remember bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember what I say when the show's done. I don't have the time. People say things to me. So we got MVP coming up. We're excited. I remember this. Uh, I think I, I didn't remember it earlier. I think I said 1230. It's 12.45 coming up with MVP. So why don't we, we've got a couple minutes. Let's let's continue running through. Well, uh, speaking of BKFC MVP, speaking of UK, I guess, you know, in, in popular combat sporting news and unpopular opinion, um, KSI has accepted the challenge from Jake Paul. So the what will be the biggest YouTube fight in history, bar none, easy, easy, going to be the biggest fight. So if, if Blueface isn't there, it's not the biggest <laughs> fight. Go ahead. So Jake Paul had an issue with his, you know, <laughs> you know, with his cancellation of his entire bout. I have to give props to him. I have to give props to him. He may have canceled the fight, but he actually had paid his fighters that were on the That's undercard cool. half of their purse. That's cool. So. You know, he's not the most likable person, but you got to give respect to anybody that does that. Yeah, the sure. tinker, the talent. might actually excite you because that doesn't do the anything. The meaning that I do anything about for it. me. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to. KSI's fighting some guy called Swags or something. I, I don't know. It's <laughs> like yeah, Swags. Yeah, I don't. Every day is a new like YouTube. What would your YouTube yeah. name be if you had to pick one, Rob? Who would you be? Do you have uh, one? Do you have like a, a, a Twitch name? Nah, I don't. You'd be like, I don't have handles, man. You gotta have a handle, man. <laughs> I, I think man. we should do another influencer fight. No. Oh, are you on drugs? Yeah. I didn't think we, I thought we, yeah, I didn't think, are you drinking during the work day? What are you doing? Uh, oh, that, that was, it was fun because I got a break to kind of talk to like the celebrities at ringside. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was talking so, to my yeah, pro wrestling so, friends. You know, that's that in the trending combat sporting news world. Dude, uh, what about Jake fight. Paul saying, I'll say he, he mentioned recently that his brother, um, Aaron, no, 
I always his brother do this. Aaron Carter. I, I always do this. <laughs> Logan, because <laughs> Aaron Paul's from that Breaking Bad yeah. show. I always do that. His his brother uh, is in Logan. WWE right now, and he signed a I think a contract through twenty twenty three. He just was at you SummerSlam. You watched him wrestle. Give us he's your good. honest opinion. He's really good. Uh, really good for having no for, experience yeah, yeah. as a wrestler. Yeah, I mean, for not knowing what he's doing, and I'm sure he knows. Speaking, they probably yeah, yeah. trained him. He mm-hmm. probably has a ring at his house, you know. But he comes from like an athletic background. You can tell. Like, he was like a. I you know he started busting the uh, what was it Vine help me out Vine uh, remember Vine <laughs> help me out Evan Vine he was like busting splits in the middle of like traffic Sorry, I'm ordering lunch who was doing that oh lord well give me something what do you guys uh, want for I, lunch I, I, I'm something good. vegan please man Ew. something rice, vegan get out rice, of my yeah, studio beans. does it affect uh, your dude, stomach I'm, yes yeah. yeah I feel great yeah, I feel, I feel lighter oils. come on man go eat some steak yeah. I had I had filet mignon last night on the grill oh, look at you I need to get whatever money they're paying you dude there was twelve bucks for filet listen listen it melted in my mouth. It was it was one of those last day meat clearances, said. right? Yeah, and and it was four fillets. You like got the clearance meats. Twelve night. It was as long as I ate it. As long as I ate it within two days, or frozen. I'd be fine. They told me. So I put those puppies on a grill last night and melted it in my mouth. Hey, hey, man. That's what they're paying me. Twelve something for fillet. So I have to, I have to I, budget I, it out here. I got you, brother. But I'm it was good. I've got the canned tuna. You can't. <laughs> Not you, even the albacore. <laughs> I'm dining with queen, kings and queens. You're dining on pork and beans. <laughs> yeah, man. Listen. Spam uh, and ham, baby. Let's go. <laughs> spam. Have you ever tried spam? I have not. Have I've you, never. Evan? Evan's a spam guy. No. No? no Dave? Never. I don't think no. I've ever tried spam. What is it? Is now, it a byproduct of ham? Is it? A, I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's the, the waste that I comes out of hot dogs. it's big in Hawaii, isn't it? Is it? <laughs> There's like some state where they really like spam. <laughs> Actually, I think I've read that too before. Yeah. So, it's like it's like not, they sell the most yeah. spam. Never had, I heard it's good. Mm-hmm. I've never had it. Maybe I've heard it's good too. Maybe next week we'll try spam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the car while we wait for... Uh, yeah, we talk through this car because there's a lot of guys page. on it, guys yeah. and gals. We're having a say. great time here. <laughs> so, all right. Well, we talked about Paige Van Zandt, Sharice Zagala. Big moment for Sharice Zagala. Mm-hmm. Paige Van Zandt could be a big moment for her. She needs a win here, and she has toughness to her, yeah. but so does Zagala. And we, we saw the toughness in Zagala. We always talk about it. Knuckle Mania, the first you one. You spoke to Paige Van Zandt. How is she feeling mentally about this fight? Uh, I think she's very excited for it. I think yeah. that she's... Um, when I, when I spoke to her a little bit, uh, we talked about it, and it seems like it seems like um, she is dialed in. She's ready. She's training very hard. Uh, her, I, I her, saw her photos. She, she looks, looks great. Yeah, she, she looks, looks ready. Yeah, she looks legit. Um, so she's back at ATT America Top Team. She had left. Okay. She left a, she, ATT for the Britain Hart fight. Mm-hmm. She left it and studied more into boxing for her second fight with uh, Rachel Ostovich. Yep. And now she's back at ATT. Uh, I think that was good for her because now, mm-hmm. you know, she's training with the elite at ATT. Then she kind of picks up the boxing a little more. She does that for a camp. Now back at ATT with these elite people, she's kind of spreading it around mm-hmm. to see where what's going to work best for her. And, you know, maybe we'll see a different page this time. Uh, I tell you, again, I keep saying it, Paige, it's a fun fight to watch her fight even if she doesn't win. I mean, I don't, it's not my, I don't care if she wins or loses. I just like to watch a good fight. Yeah, so, yeah so she, it's a fun she, fight. She always entertains, man. I'm looking forward to that. And they love her in England too. She's always in that what's it called? Daily Sun posing with it like the dude. You, you can't get enough clad. of her, man. <laughs> they love her there. Paige is tough though. People. That's what I'm saying. Right I mean, you went in her for in her debut. She went five rounds with Britain. And Britain's was, tough. It was the toughest woman on the roster yep. as far. I mean, Britain. Yeah, she girl, You see, mm-hmm. girls crumble under Britain, and and Paige for her first fight to go in there and be able to to hang in there through all five rounds. I think. No, I agree. Shows her toughness. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Rachel, Rachel with his overhand rights, and, and Paige just kept eating them and let's go. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So, well, Rachel, I mean, she brought a very surprising stand up. I, I, I knew she had a very, very good stand up. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Me Paige, neither. 
just kept championing on though. Championing on. That's the thing about the Paige. She's time. got heart. She does. She keeps going. So, it was a, dude, it was one of my favorite fights. To be honest, I'm not even gonna lie. Sagala left her children. She's been in camp uh, away from her children, far away in uh, I think New Mexico. It is training mm -hmm. in the higher altitudes for Dedication, four man. or five weeks. She's been going from her children. This fight, some kickboxer stuff. Oh, right it there, is. Man. This fight's so important to her mm -hmm. because think about this. I mean, just being in this fight's gonna help her just because of Paige's notoriety. Mm -hmm. But now, if she wins this fight. Oof, it's over. The career is going to skyrocket for her. I mean, I know it's, again, I know it's an 0-2 fighter, but it's yep. Paige Van Zandt who everyone kind of focuses on. And then let's see. Okay, now right. let's, we talked to Tierney, so we don't need to get too deep. We got to get to the, yo, let's get to the heavyweights, man. Let's get to the big boys. Let's, yeah, we should. Let's, Mr. USA Sam versus Shoemaker. Mr. UK. Yeah. Let's go, man. Who so, you got? I'll tell you right. <laughs> who you got? Who I'll you tell got? you right now. Uh, I think Mick Terrell, we didn't see the real Mick Terrell here in Florida when he fought for us against Arnold Adams. Uh, I do think Arnold Adams would have been a touch. Dropped Arnold. He did. I love you, Arnold. Well, that's what I'm going to say. I love I, you, buddy. I think it would have been got a, a shot in, though. tougher fight. For Arnold, if Mick wasn't sick, mm -hmm. sick Mick, but we're gonna see the real Mick Terrell ready to go in his in his home area. I don't know if it's his hometown, his home area, and he's one of the toughest guys there. Like that's carried throughout London, England. One of the mm -hmm. toughest guys there against Sam Shoemaker, guy we talk about it all the time. The the hillbilly hammer. He hit his he hit the punching machine and broke it. So he's these guys have power. The hardest hitting recorded striker on bkfc and you can see Sam here Shoemaker. i mean you remember when he fought bobo o'bannon look at this watch this he's got the red white and blue on the shorts uh, this this sam shoemaker impressed the hell out of me man he was showing me all kinds of you know new sam man i like bobo socks huh? I, Bob, I love bobo socks <laughs> say it all the time Ooh. I, I agree with Lytle there. Look, Sam's right. Yeah, he's sprinting in. He smells the blood. Sam's pumped. Oh! Dude. Bobo's tough. Bobo's really tough. So Sam's this is like... Bobo was sparred with, like, Deontay Wilder. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What did you that song? USA! USA's all pumped. <laughs> Look at that. That jab, man. He's going. That jab. Hey, look, man. Oof. I can't remember if he made it out of this round or not. I think it ended. We'll see in 17 seconds. Regardless, this guy's just going. He's just coming. Right at the end, he like does that and he like shoots a double leg. It looks like he trips him. Oh my god, man! Sam's pouring it on him. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it made it through. But that's, I mean, look, I don't, I know, I know Bobo Bannon's not in the fight, but I just want to say Shut that, that fight out now. <laughs> BKFC.com. I was, I grabbed the app. I wasn't gonna plug it, but that's a good plug. You beat me to that, but. I just want to say, Bobo Bannon, that dude's tough. I mean, yeah, we knew it, but I want to, get any tougher I want to tell team, it man. again, say it again. So that's going to be a great fight. Mick Terrell, uh, Sam Shoemaker, just because of the hard hitters they both are, the heavyweight action, looking forward to that one. Uh, also, you got the punching poet, James Lilly. Uh, this guy has been uh, around for, he, he's, he's in the bare knuckle scene in England. He came over to fight for us successfully, 
And it's interesting to me that, not that it's anything to do with the fight, but he's a poet. You don't find many bare-knuckle poets. And he says reading his poetry is actually harder for him to do, more nerve-wracking than stepping in a bare-knuckle fight. You like poetry, Brian? Uh, I could give you the Robert Frost. Who do you, you like? Here's some Shakespeare. Edgar Allen? I, I like Edgar Allen. Shell Silverstein? Shell Silverstein, where the sidewalk ends. Do you remember that? I know you get excited. A light in the attic? I, I, you remember that when you were a kid? Didn't you I don't just, fucking read, man. When you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Read it to you in uh, school when you're a kid. Look like I read. Oh Lord, that Shell Silverstein. Now you pulled that one out of him. That was good. Uh, I, I think he's. I think James Lowy's a little more than a Shell Silverstein. Shell Silverstein's for kids. I'm more of a Tyler. I'm my. I'm more of a Tyler Goodjohn personality, man. <laughs> you are Tyler El Tornado Goodjohn uh, making his return to the BKFC. We haven't seen him in a while. More dangerous than ever now. Training with Luis Palomino. Living the right way. Uh, living clean. Recently got baptized. He's got the power of Christ compelling him. Oh. He is the biggest question mark on this entire card. Is what are you going to expect when you see this? He has literally changed 180 degrees. He's literally changed his life, moved across the... Looks you know, different. I mean, I saw him. Looks in great shape. Trains different. What kind of fight happier. are we expecting, man? Happier. A lot happier. A lot more A lot more like this, too, from what I've seen when I've talked to him. And we've been waiting to see it for a while. And I always say it's really weird to see... Tyler Goodjohn or call Palomino or call one of them to set mm -hmm. something up and hear them hanging. They're always together. Yeah. And if you can pick uh, the brain of Luis Palomino. Some Apollo Creed Rocky right there. To Evan's favorite. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. He's looking for Evan. Where's Evan the, is the, the biggest Rocky, Rocky, Rocky <laughs> fan. I love Rocky. I, just, so do I. I hate Rocky. <laughs> Rob's him. Rocky reference of Everything. the day. Number one. That's the first <laughs> how, one. How are we going to market this fight <laughs> coming up? Uh, yeah, we got the Apollo Creed back Rocky. Back to the future. Yeah. <laughs> so Rocky and back to the yeah, we got a, Come on, Sly. Let's go, baby. Make a MVP. film about PKFC. Someone hit Sly. Frank Stallone being Yeah. We're getting him on now. Oh, he's in the green room. Cool. Please add. As Please we, at Sylvester Stallone now like at PKFC. Yeah, Rob, Rob's shilling here is sly. I'll give <laughs> yeah. him a call when we get off. He's a good I'm dude. serious, man. Get all the fans out there. If you're listening from around the globe, I get can... on Twitter, get on Facebook, get on the gram, do a TikTok, hit up Sly Stallone, really want tell to, him to you, make a movie about BKFC. You really want I want to be in it. You want to do it, right? I want to be the show Paulie. Show to a show. I want to be the Paulie. Come to the show. That story <laughs> is... I'm the unsigned majority. <laughs> you're such an idiot. You're so stupid. <laughs> dude, listen. If you, do you really want to get a hold of Stallone? I do. I'll call him after the show. Get him on. Right. I can call. I get Frank's yeah, number. Let's do it. Take it back. That's what I want. Do, 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 do. I don't want any more Creed movies, man. Give me some BKFC. Dude, do you know they're, they're talking about coming out with a Drago movie? And Stallone's all pissed about the Creed and Drago because basically they're doing all this without his consent mm. and they're kind of bastardizing it. Wait, did he sell the rights out? I, I don't know what. I think he must he was have. younger. I don't know how it worked, but there's something on Instagram about mm. it. But hey, he's so rich. He just wants the, the art to be preserved. Yeah. But Tyler sure. Goodjohn, James Lilly, uh, it's it's going to be fun to watch two guys that have come here, well, now Tyler living in America, oh, to go back to fight where he's from. And then Chris Fishgold versus Jake Boswick. Jake Boswick, a guy that is in America training the likes of a Jake Paul. That's training, a sleeper fight, right? Yeah, there. I agree. Training the, training the likes of uh, Timberland, these celebrities, and he's made this life for himself in America. Now he gets to come home and show his fellow countrymen what he's achieved. And I, I'm looking forward to it. Now, listen, we have to get into a quick commercial. Uh, uh, come back. And uh, uh, we'll come back right after this. It shouldn't be long. Right, so good. stay Hurry put up. and we'll get MVP on really soon. Going to talk to him about a lot of cool stuff. Until then, commercial. Welcome to the new BKFC app. Watch every live bare knuckle fighting championship pay-per-view event for only $4.99 per month. Enjoy our all-new library of content, including unlimited access to the full library of BKFC pay-per-views, behind-the-scenes access, exclusive BKFC original series, and additional live bare-knuckle fights from around the globe. 
You can access it anywhere you want, anytime you want, instantly on most streaming devices. It's all available right now on the new BKFC app, all here for only $4.99 a month. Knuckle up with the new BKFC app, still only $4.99 a month. I'm the one and only MVP, Michael Venom Page. Entertaining, unusual, unique. I like to do stuff that doesn't necessarily make sense. I think I'm one of the toughest men on the planet. It may not always be pretty, but damn it, you can't beat me. We'll see if he ever comes forward at all. I want to go in there, I want to land shots and not be touched. I'm more a sniper. Like I said, man, if he's there at the end of it, well, he'll be bleeding. Connor, the Brumtown Bomber! Dude, I, I, I've never, I've never, we're back. Or they just count us yeah. back. We were in this conversation before we get to MVP off the air. So you can judge me. We we're talking movies. Uh-huh. I've seen every Rocky a thousand times, um, but I've never seen which movie? Dude, he's <laughs> never seen Fight Club Not straight or through. Snatch. Yeah, you know why? Well, why? Fight Club, because I don't need to see the Easter eggs. You probably look at them all the time. That's that's why you watch. <laughs> well, when I when I when I go pee pee, I do. <laughs> I gotta, what are you I even talk? All right, I was trying to clean this up. Remember, Rob? We talked about cleaning it up. We're getting dirty, so, baby. So so I know I've never seen. I got you. <laughs> You're such an idiot. I've You're ne- going nowhere. <laughs> I've never seen Fight Club straight through, and I've only seen pieces of Snatch. Bone saw. We know. What's that? <laughs> Well, one day you might want to take a look at the entire picture of Snatch because it is a very good film, not just a piece of it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it now. I, I didn't realize that was the joke. I was laughing at something oh, else completely. Dude, great. No, actually, we're going to be canceled. Very, very, very great comedy based out of uh, UK. Jason Statham. Um, Statham? Statham? Statham is that his name? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm asking you. Brick Top. <laughs> um, t- you uh, love the theme song. Man, that actually, when we first started the podcast, I, I, we can't do it because we'll get flagged, but we had, I kind of produced a, a snatch opening with a theme okay. song. <laughs> you guys Guy, Guy Ritchie directed it, amazing director. <laughs> Big shout out to Guy Ritchie too. Come out to BKFC London, please. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Guy Ritchie. Well, we know the main event of uh, BKFC London. We're going to be talking to MVP. Hopefully he's on a media day uh, in England right now. He's going to stop for a couple minutes. We can talk mm-hmm. to him. We know he's fighting Mike Perry. I'm excited uh, for the weigh-ins and stuff, the press conference. You never know what's going to happen. Like, Rob, do you remember last time? Where the hell are you going? Do you remember last? Get la- back in here. Sorry. Do you remember? <laughs> it's gone to the next. All right, too much nervousness. Do you remember uh, last time, Rob? Uh, it was the I think it was the press conference. Mike Perry, remember what he did? He pulled out a bat. <laughs> oh! He pulled out a bat. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm not gonna, this this that's computer's why, not insured. That's why I was moving. I, I didn't want to hit. I didn't want to hit your computer. You know that I'll hit it. Rob, what will you do if I hit your computer? Dude, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue uh, the brakes off you. Oh, you're just going to get a bunch of rocks. <laughs> I don't have much money. I don't know. This bat was just hanging around here today, so I thought that'd be a good Mike Perry reference. What are we doing with weapons? I don't know. It's pretty hard. Dude, That's what we're doing with weapons, baby. What, 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 if he knocked him, what if he knocked himself out? What would I do? I would sit here like it was like Wayne and Garth, like... <laughs> Uh, yo, Ed, yo, this this nerd focus has got me rocked. That's I legit, love it, man. I love it. Yo, you guys got to pick you up a 
Be careful. Be careful. I'm opening my second one of the day. What do you think? Yeah, second bro. one. Here we go. All right, Nerd so focus. So I don't even know the difference between. Okay, so this is the diet one. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I, was just, I was just throwing them back, man. All I know is it's focus and energy brought to you by Nerd Focus. And this is, I mean, this is named after us, dude. Yeah, that's true. Some focus, some focus needed. Did you just drink that whole thing? I can't chug. I never could. <laughs> I couldn't swallow pills for years. I can't chug. I can't. I can't. I've never chugged a beer. I don't think in my life. I don't know mm. how. I can't do it. I can't open my throat enough. I guess to do it. I've never. Um, my gag reflex is absolutely terrible. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a beer dude, man. Like no, when people are like, "Oh, I chug a beer," I'm like, "Oh, do a shot." So I, I have. Yeah, me too. It gets you where you need to go ah, quicker, faster. I, I discovered yeah. a martini recently. I never had one. Oh, and, yeah, and let me tell you what. Hit you. After about two sips. It tastes a lot better. And someone said, why do you like martinis? What's the matter with you? I said, they get, they get me where I need to go yeah. quickly. Who needs seven beers to be bloated? Give me a martini or two. Yeah. And I'll sure, sound a brother. lot better too. So let's talk while we're waiting about, we, we mentioned DJ Tony at the top of the show. <laughs> we're back and to DJ, DJ Tony. DJ Tony's probably waiting, waiting with bated <laughs> breath uh, why we brought him up. So we should talk about it. Okay. Uh, I don't know much about it. I know he, he's like a... Well, I made it rounds online that there was an official statement. A couple news organizations, websites picked it up that an official statement by DJ Tony and Circus, you know, <laughs> no, his full they, name. They, you know, they, they called him Anthony. Yeah, they didn't I know. Call him they referenced his full name as a BKFC employee <laughs> that moving forward, um, I guess, uh, no CBD products, no out, something along those lines those because a television deal has now, been... Was this, what, what, we, 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 TV deal? You tell me what's going on. We got a TV deal. I didn't know that. Do we? <laughs> Do we really? I don't know. Uh, Tony knows. <laughs> I read that. I'm like... <laughs> and I hit Nate up. He never... You know, Nate don't like me, man. He never responded. I think no. Dave I, said it in like a comment. Oh, did he really? Did, did Dave say it? Yeah. I saw I saw that it said, if you have any questions, it didn't say something like, please contact DJ Nate. Tony. No, it said contact Nate. Nate at Bare Knuckle. We should contact Nate because I don't know what the hell's going on here. Yeah, if you have to, just contact I mean, Nate at Bare Knuckle if I, TV. If I, I really don't know anything about this, but I, I, if I had to suggest to why this was happening, mm -hmm. it, it's got to be some kind of, I don't know. I was just reading comments. There's like a sponsorship deal that we have where we can't, yeah. have, I don't know. But do regardless. You, you, I have no idea what. what, what I have nothing, yeah. dude. I, oh, I Look. It's all gotta be something. Then, I don't right? need. So if, if I drink nerd focus. Yeah. That's all I do. <laughs> so if the that's statement went out, statement went out to the fighters that who are sent it out. To, uh, apparently, an official statement went out from Nate. Oh, from Nate. Yeah, to the fighters, and I think DJ Tony called that. He reposted. Tony's that, like, let me get some. The, let me get some. No, no. Tony's like, no, you know, he was let, just, you know, no, he was sharing. Nice. He's letting people know. But let's be real, Tony. I mean, I, I think this way too. It's smart. Let me get some clout. I'm going to put this Ooh. out there. It's going to get shared a bunch of times because it's big news, Ooh. and then I'll get more followers. You know, and, and that's not that's no knock on you, Tony. I'm just saying that's what I think, and it's smart. And now look, DJ Tony, or excuse me, Anthony, Anthony, as they refer to you on the website. I wish they would at least called you DJ Tony, kept on brand, so they know who you were, Anthony. It's like yeah. I thought we had a new employee. I'm not kidding. When I read that part, I thought we had a new employee named Anthony yeah. <laughs> that I didn't meet yet. So yeah, nah, give me a minute. You know, DJ Tony does a wonderful job, though, man. We love sharing him. all sharing all the information that comes out yeah. there. So we're just busting your balls, DJ Tony. We love you, man. You're yeah. great at the events, and so, I love uh, working with phenomenal, you. Phenomenal, dude. All right, the best so, in the business. He's really good. I like when he plays like when somebody falls. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> Mama said, knock you out. Like he's got the best <laughs> thing to play. Are amazing. Right. I think we got him. So we got MVP ready to come on. We're excited. We've been talking about the card. Uh, he's on. Coming up, man. We'll be in England so. before we know it. MVP doing a media day, so he's very busy. I appreciate him spending this time with us. Don't waste your time, Let's bring Brian. him in Don't from the... Oh, there, there he is. is. What's up? How you doing, MVP? I like that hat. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? Good. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I know you have a lot going on today. Before we even get into this, can you kind of explain what you've been doing today? They're probably pulling you every which way, right? 
Uh, well, it's, it's lucky we we kind of it was organised, so it's all happening in the same place. It's in um, the London Shoot Fires new gym, actually. Um, so we was all in one location, and all the different media outlets came. But it's been it's been from one o'clock uh, up until probably about well, till now still. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. So uh, London Shoot Fighters, you mentioned them. So let's get right to that. That is such an elite gym. So many people train there. Um, I saw that we talked to Connor Tierney right before we spoke to you. I don't know if you guys were where it was, but I saw that you guys were sparring a little bit and he was very complimentary of you. He made some, uh, some analysis of how you're sparring and he said he knew you'd be amazing and stuff, but he was actually shocked. You had more power than he even thought you had. Is that a common consensus <laughs> with you when, when you fight people or spar with them? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's nice. It's nice to kind of, uh, you know, receive those kind of, uh, compliments. He's a, he's a very slick boxer himself. It was, um, you know, when we met at the first press conference, he was he was asking like if we could do some sparring and stuff, and I was like, yeah, no, definitely. My the London Shoe Fighters, they're known for that. That they where the where the where the, the dragons den. Everyone comes down to us, and we get that we get we get a lot of hard work in hard work rounds in, and um, yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's weird. Everyone has so many different appeals of me and perceptions of me, and you, you forget that, you know, obviously, no, not everyone gets to train with me, um, and it's just weird to see or it's funny to hear different people's views of what they would have thought sparring me would have been like. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to get the compliments. Yeah. He was very complimentary. He didn't, he said everything, but like he, he was better than me. He didn't say that, but that's what he was. Well, he, he, <laughs> did he say that? He did say, no, no, no. He did say that if he was, uh, Michael Venom page was in one sixty five, he would be questioning his, uh, ability to, ooh, for that fight. Ooh, so. I missed that one. Yes. Yeah, so, and he made, he, he also made a prediction. I, we say two round three, he thinks? by round three MVP with the knockout over Perry. That was his prediction. Just so you know, good guy speaking very highly of you. And, uh, I work right. so to watch him fight as well, but you, you're a professional man. You've been at this for years. Uh, from what I remember, you, you started in combat sports early in life. It was like five years old, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just martial arts is, just, is, is a part of my family's just history. So, um, you know, back in the day when you know, the, the Bruce Lee films kind of started hitting the Western world um, over in the, for some reason in the UK, like there's a big Caribbean community that used to be drawn to um the late night cinema they used to call it and they used to show so you had all the like uh, the, the, like i said the western movies out first the more blockbuster movies and then i think it was like 11 or 12 they had all the late night kung fu movies and for some reason all the caribbeans used to go there late night watch the movies and everyone came out wanting to be a, a martial artist and wanting to do kung fu um and so a lot of them actually went out and you know sought after classes and um laoga kung fu uh with master yao was the first place my my dad went over um it's weird on my mom's side my older cousin became a master in kung fu as well yeah. um so it, it really is in the family and then obviously as soon as i could walk i was <laughs> i was taught how to punch and kick and then my my first competition i was five years old yeah, that's crazy. And and then I know that you did uh, a little bit of pro boxing and this came up, I think when we were talking before, I know it came up when I was talking to Perry, I believe it was two fights you had. Uh, yep. Was it your 2-0, and oh, two KOs, right? Yeah, yeah, two KOs, two yeah. fights. Um, at the time, uh, it was kind of before the whole hype around like the YouTube, uh, YouTube guys coming over doing boxing and stuff. So I was 
it was kind of, I was kind of uh, an anomaly at the time. Not many people from the MMA world would cross over and do boxing. And um, I did it a couple of times, but it kind of caused a bit of uh, uproar with some people in the boxing community that didn't like it. Um, there was a few complaints had, um, and I had to, there was a, a, bit of, a bit of politics around me, you know, continuing boxing. So for a while that was going on, I decided to just go back and just focus on MMA. Uh, and like I said, uh, later on, everybody decided to jump on and do boxing anyway. <laughs> so now, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting calls to come back and do some more boxing. <laughs> yeah, man, you're, you're on the scene. Everybody wants a piece of the MVP. So listen, uh, <laughs> as far as as far as uh, Mike Perry, when we talked about your boxing in an interview I did with him, I want to give you a chance to respond to this. Uh, I don't know the guy you, you fought. I've never seen your fights. He made the claim, like a lot of fighters do, he said they were cans. They were nobodies he beat up. They weren't Mike Perry's. I mean, is that true to say? How do you respond to that? Were they as talented as you? Was it a lucky night? What was the, What were the fights like? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's, I, I get I get the same thing all the time. But and this is what I'm saying is, I feel my skill and my style of fighting is a blessing and a curse. The blessing is obviously you know I've been as successful as I have been. The curse is I make people of high level look so uh, small and and look so inexperienced. A lot of people then they write them off and like, well, that person just definitely wasn't good enough because, you know, and you know, people nowadays, they don't do as much research anymore. So, you know, they, they're just going to, they're only going to go by that particular fight that they've seen. They're not going to do research on that person. Um, so it's like, yeah, no, that person wasn't good enough. So when the next person comes in, I do it again. Like, yeah, no, no, look, he's, he's obviously just getting fed people. And that's just because of my style and because of how I can make people look. A lot of these guys and the people that I fought, uh, talented fighters, uh, some of them have been in UFC, some of them have been in big shows, doing big things, Rickles, um, you know, somebody that I've uh, frustrated into into quitting verbally is is in BKFC and smashing up in there, you know, actually looks, he looks great over there. Um, and uh, he's by no, <laughs> by no means a can uh, at all, do you know what I mean? So, like I say, my style... Uh, comes with its positives and negatives. Yeah, I understand. Understood that completely. And, you know, it, it's interesting you bring up Rickles. He's in your little documentary thing we filmed, Ungloved, and he said that. He said that you hit from strange angles and you kind of frustrated him like no one else ever has. So we're excited to see what's going to happen with Mike Perry. Mike Perry calls himself, he says, you know, I'm swaggy Magoo too. That's what he says. I mean, he, he says he's got moves that, you've, that you have, uh, that you wouldn't expect out of him. And he also mentioned that, <clears throat> that he's not just going to be a typical tough guy. You've called him a typical tough guy. What do you mean by that when you call him just a typical tough guy? <laughs> do you want to answer, Rob, while we wait? I guess we'll never know. <laughs> it's like how many licks did it take it to touch no, the This is how intimidating he is. He'll just stare at you. No, that, that he froze the screen. The, the camera's afraid of him. But that's, and seriously, I mean, if you yeah. look at this, he had mentioned, and we're waiting to see if he comes back on, yep. that, that He's a typical tough guy. Mike Perry is a typical tough guy. These are the words from MVP's mouth. Uh, well, he I, said it that uh, no one would ever call Mike, uh, you know, Mike Perry a can by any stretch. No, no, no. He is about as solid as it comes. So this would never be considered a can. And f for him to take this fight and for Platinum Mike Perry, I mean, this is such a dangerous fight for both of these gentlemen. Yeah. But you know what, dude? I guess I guess it, it, the the money must have been right. And more than that, when I talk to both of these guys, this happens a lot with fighters. Of course, you want to make money, mm -hmm. but you're a competitor. You're yeah. an athlete. You're a fighter. 
You want That's the legacy. Notch, dude. That is a notch on your belt, Exactly. Brother. And you're you the biggest I mean? fight of the summer, biggest bare-knuckle event ever, and now here you are the main event of it, making a ton of money, adding to your legacy, and hopefully putting on an amazing fight. So when I talk to them both about that, they are. They're, they're chasing those things, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to propel them both to fight harder than they ever would. I think Mike Perry has something to prove too. I think Mike Perry wants to prove that he he is not only one in bare knuckle, but he can beat MVP. And the thing See, if he beats MVP, MVP has, please correct me if I'm wrong, he only has one loss on his record. Uh, Evans are encyclopedia. Very phenomenal record. I know he's got a great a record. Very near perfect, you know, combat sport. There you go, huh? How many losses do you know that MVP has? Two. Two, Two okay. I'm sorry. So there you go. And, and like I said- and One he, he got back. There you go. And he brought up Dave Nearly Rickles. flawless- Dave Rickles you know, isn't is an easy guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially back then, that was crazy in Bellator. So the other thing I look at with both of these guys is the fact that this is kind of the undercurrent here. I mm-hmm. feel like some of the fans are talking about it, but I think it's so cool that you're able, we were able, BKFC, I shouldn't say we had nothing to do with it, but BKFC was able to take a guy from Bellator. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I think I'm wrong. With Scott Coker's. I think only had one loss. Oh, oh, oh no, 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 he had two. Oh, had two. Damn. Oh, Rob, I thought, I thought we could celebrate. I was like, oh, yeah. you won the lot. Uh, nope. Uh, no, I Googled it powerful. to make sure, and then I don't know why. somebody. Was, had it, was it strange? Was his first loss like a decision or a DQ? Um, uh, I think he had a totally weird, right. I think he had a decision to Lima. I could be butchering. I know, I, look, if they want to look yeah, it up, he, they can look it up on Google. And then he got that win back. I have no clue. Or was that because he had that one KO where he like slipped and he got, he like slipped and the guy uppercut it up. He got caught. Yeah. yeah. Hey, all I know is that MVP's coming to fight Mike Perry and BKFC. Nothing, nothing in history means anything at this point. It's the first bare knuckle fight yeah. for MVP. Gloves are mm-hmm. off. I was going to get to that in the interview about taking the gloves off. Less, you know, surface area to block, much like a boxing glove. MMA gloves a little thicker though. There uh, is, there me, is it's nothing. It's thicker man. than an MMA club. There is no goes. surface area, and man. You got, you have oh, yeah, to. That was it. You got to protect your hands. It was Lima had that. KO. This guy's still having a conversation with himself. Man. He's trying to make sure. I, I want to justify. <laughs> Lima had the KO where he slipped, where like MVP slipped and he KO'd up. Then MVP came, and got that one back, and then he had one other loss by decision, split decision. Mm. There you go. Thank you, Evan. You're welcome. <laughs> Seriously, thank well, you. Well, if you refer to me as the encyclopedia, I you gotta, are though. I got to back it up. For the most part, you really yeah, are. When you, it comes to bare knuckle, yeah, yeah. But you're fighting. You know it very well. Uh, so the other undercurrent that I was talking about earlier that I think is exciting is you have an, uh, a Bellator fighter that Scott Coker lets us take away from Bellator mm-hmm. for this show and put against a BKFC fighter who's a former UFC fighter. I mean, it doesn't get much. And and look at their look, styles. Hey, I hope this opens up all kinds of future right? super fights and super transitions, if you will of combat sporting worlds in general and saying hey what if x fighter from bellator or x fighter from ufc fought and you know what i mean and that way you can keep all the fighters you know active you know making money happier happier exactly and, and, and it's and, exciting and, and let's it's, say it's great for the fans well let's think at the of, end of organizations the too if you're fighting bare knuckle fighting championship there might be a fan that it just loves that and doesn't watch much Bellator. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It might, or the way we're bringing some mainstream audience, then they're like, hey, that's the guy from BKFCSL fight. I'm going to buy the Bellator fight. I'm going to buy the UFC fight. Like we did with Chad yeah. Mendes. You know, I mean, and you look, you look at some of the fighters that their natural, their natural, I guess, background in combat sports is more geared towards one discipline, mm-hmm. but they have to be more balanced. Like a Conor McGregor, his striking is so much more superior than his wrestling. Um, same thing with the Diaz. You know, their jiu-jitsu is great. But 
you know, their boxing is top notch. So you would love to see those type of people oh, yeah. come into boxing, come into BKFC and just spread the love around. Well, I like watching, we've said this a million times, I'm repeating myself, but watching the styles develop. Mm-hmm. And with a guy like MVP even coming in, maybe it's only one fight, maybe he loves it, wants to come back again, but he's going to show you something a little different, I think. Uh, and that could be, you know, that inspires other fighters that are watching. I mean, you heard Connor Tierney. He can't wait to watch the whole card. He's going to fight on it. Yeah. I think I think he'd like to sit back and watch his own fight, too. He'd probably be very entertained by that. He loves himself. Yeah. Uh, but I just think that when you watch these things, you're inspired by other fighters' styles and what they're doing and what works. You're around other fighters. You're talking to them about what works. You're training with them. And then we see these styles emerge. And now that we're breaking into London, well, there's some different styles there, maybe, that mm-hmm. we haven't seen as much here or there's different thought process on how fights should go. And also, if you look, the rules are different for us than, than a lot of the London, uh, yeah, it's, the it's, London stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of, the guys that have fought in London have made the adjustment. Uh, but MVP, Mike Perry, fight of the summer, biggest bare-knuckle fight of all time. Rob's Next so excited. Saturday, He's got his threads on. Look August 20th, August live 20th. on BKFC.com. What time does it start? 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 2 p.m.? I think the website might say 2. Okay. Says one on the website. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pre- prelim. Oh, that's why start. prelim start yeah. at one. And uh, I again, heard there's a special show happening too, potentially earlier than that. We keep the fans tuned for that, man. Rubbing it's your hands, getting yeah, nervous, it's excited. Uh, let's see if we have MVP back. They're telling me that it might be audio only, but that's cool. We can spend a couple more minutes with mm-hmm. him. There he is. Oh, this is perfect. Can you hear me, Michael? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, oh. apologies, apologies. Hey, no apologies necessary, man. You're out there working hard promoting the fight. We appreciate it, and uh, thanks for coming back home. We'll take a couple more minutes of your time, but I don't know if you can see this. This is audio only right now, but the fans, the listeners, the watchers, the viewers, they're staring at a big picture. You look very angry, and you're punching your own hand. I'm kind of, I'm kind of intimidated right now, but this leads me to my question. This is perfect. This is perfect. This leads me to the question. I'm staring at his gloves, and uh, you've... Never fought bare knuckle fighting championship before. So what I think when I see the gloves, two things. One, are you worried or are you thinking about conditioning your hands to not get hurt when you hit somebody and picking your shots? And are you worried about getting hit with a bare knuckle? I would guess you're not worried about getting hit. You're more worried about your hands? Yeah, and obviously the hands is definitely something you have to take into consideration. Um, so yeah, we do a little bit of conditioning, but I feel like everybody also forgets, yes, that's me in MMA gloves there, but we also throw kicks, we throw knees, we throw elbows, and none of them are padded when we're actually in the cage. And it doesn't stop anybody from full black, trying to go full pelt and blast somebody else's shins off and, you know, might potentially even hit somebody's kneecap or potentially hit somebody's elbow, which I've done many, many a times. Um, and a lot of the times, the adrenaline carries you through. You don't even feel any anything until after the fight um so yeah if i if i have to put my hand uh through my perry's face a few times and feel a little bit of discomfort uh for the rest of the fight to win the fight i'm definitely going to do it of course you are and it's interesting uh kudos to you because i asked that question to everybody who makes the transition from uh mma to bare knuckle and you get all different answers and i've never heard the answer that about the kicks and I, I don't know why I'm just thinking of throwing hands I never thought about the kicks the knees now you're 100% correct that's 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 probably way more pounds per square inch than a fist would be so yeah that's a great way of looking at it. thank you for that now the, the other thing people are like the undercurrent here fans are talking about because you're still under contract with Bellator I think this is pretty cool and I think it's cool you're involved in this this is almost like the fans dream you're getting like a BKFC versus Bellator Bellator versus BKFC it's got to be kind of a cool feel to give the fans that 
No, definitely, and uh, it's it's all respect and kudos to to, to Bellator because um, if if it, if you know if it wasn't for them, this would not happen. Regardless of me wanting to do it, uh, you know, it's not it's not a common thing that happens in, in terms of the cross promotion. Um, you know, I'm hearing Bellator want to do more like this, and it's it's great for it's great for the fans. It's great to see that kind of thing. There's so many, you know, super fights and dream fights that people may never see because of, you know, how how uh, shows hold on to their fighters. So it's it's great to actually see Bellator going out and doing stuff like this. Yeah, it's gonna be. We're talking about this when we lost mm-hmm. you. It's gonna be better. Rob was saying this too for the fighters, for the fans. Every you can make more money. You're gonna be happier in the long run. So. Again, congrats on that too. I'm glad that we're helping. Bellator's helping. You're helping kind of pave the way for fighters and doing that stuff. And the other thing is, if you look at, this is something I think you told me or Mike told me, maybe something I read. I I think one of you guys told me this. This fight, which Rob jokingly says, this is the fight that fans didn't know they wanted. And now they have it and they're going nuts for it. So this fight was actually supposed to happen or it might have happened years ago. Did, Did Mike Perry call you out years ago before we went to UFC or something like that? Yeah, weird enough, I actually didn't know about that until somebody had brought that up in an interview. So, and then I um, I remember somebody else confirming it. One of my teammates were like, oh, yeah, yeah I, I'd seen that before. But I get called out all the time, you know, when you when you carry the spotlight, everybody wants to try and knock it out. So, um, it's, it, it's not something I pay attention to uh, that much. But, yeah, uh, somebody did bring that to my attention. Now, you, you also, before we got cut off, I'm going to kind of rewind a little bit. I was asking this question. You had mentioned to me that, uh, and I'm going to quote you, Mike Perry is a, quote, typical tough guy. You've seen these guys before. What do you mean by that? Uh, can you explain that a little more, what a typical tough guy is in your estimation? Yeah, as in, like, his fighting style is not unique. His fighting style is relatively common. There's a lot of guys that are in our sport because they enjoy being tough. They enjoy the thrill of being the tough guy there, you know, the thrill of getting hit, thrill of throwing back, hitting somebody and, and putting them down. Um, so they're very in the pocket, come forward, and it's, it's kind of all action, which is, you know, it's fun. It's just not unique. It's just, it's not, it's not something that I, I could, I can go to any gym and find uh, 10 Mike Perry's, you know, whereas he, he, he could probably go to 10 gyms and not find one single MVP and that's and that's the issue um, and that's that's all I'm saying when I when I make that comment is uh, he's not going to do anything different he might say yeah he's going to you know he's got other tricks up in his in his bag but if he's had other tricks in his bag he would have used them already he's been in the game long enough for me to have seen that and I have never seen anything different from Mike Perry which the likeliness is he's going to come out and do exactly the same thing that Mike Perry does well, I mean, fair enough. I, I understand what you're saying. I, I just figure he's fighting a guy like you. He, this has got to be the biggest fight of Mike's career, mm-hmm. right? So he's probably preparing extra hard. And I think sometimes you can almost get too mentally involved. You can prepare too much, and then you kind of mess yourself up. Like Over-preparation. If he, yeah, if he's trying to learn to fight you and trying to change his style a little bit, that, that could be dangerous. On I, I don't know why I would even do that. But I'm interested to see the angles you're going to come with. You've been pretty chill this whole time. I haven't heard you talking a lot uh, or that much trash. But let's just flat out, I'm going to ask you, Mike Perry, where do you see him as a fighter? Is he on your level? Oh, no, he's definitely not on my level. I think he's in a, you know, he's a great, tough fighter. He's a person that you, you kind of have to respect regardless of any kind of achievements or... Um, anything that he's done within within the sport of combat, you know, he's a very entertaining 
person and entertaining customer outside of you know whether it be the cage, the ring, whatever it is, very a, a very uh, like a fan uh, favorite almost because you know he's entertaining to listen to and he's and he's, he's going to give he's going to bring that fight to you. Uh, on the day, so he won't disappoint because he, he comes to go to war. Um, so I have I have respect for him, but he's definitely not on my level. So what are the keys to victory? Uh, have you thought about that to beat Mike Perry? That's a common question we always ask. How do you win this fight? And we heard Connor Tierney predict knockout third round. I don't know if you're a guy on making predictions, but if you could do that as well, that'd be great. Uh, the all I need to do is go in there and be MVP. MVP is a dangerous person to have. It's a, it's an uphill struggle for him to be against somebody like myself. Um, and depending on how tough he is, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to go with he's, he's, he's exceptionally tough. Um, but my, my precision usually changes a lot of people's, uh, tough, tough guy attitudes and their lack of success usually changes their, their tough guy attitude. You know what I mean? Is that frustrate people because everyone talks about how much power this guy has and how strong he is. But power is only relevant when you land. Power is only relevant when it, it comes up against another force. If you are not hitting, if you are missing all your shots, it's very frustrating and it's still tiring. And as well as getting hit and, and, and clean shots as well, um, I think his mental will give up before uh, his physical. Um, and I've done it many a times to people. So I, I know I can do it again. And, and if he if he keeps trying to push through it, then he's, he's just going to end up on the floor and he's going to go to sleep. So um, I just see it, it could be potentially well, if this ends, that was perfect. I was gonna, I was gonna finish after that anyway. So we basically, are you still there? Yeah. All right, we lost you. So we cut you cut off a little bit, but I kind of understand what you're mm -hmm. saying, uh, Paige, and and I appreciate you coming on with us. Listen, you took a lot of time. You've had a very busy media day today. We're very excited uh, that you're gonna be fighting for us at the biggest show we've ever done. Thank you for that. And uh, bkfc.com, you can grab the app, four ninety nine a month to get involved. Any parting words from Mike Perry? Anything else you want to say before we let you go? Uh, just enjoy a spectacular show. I know I'm coming there to, to put on an entertaining from the second I walk out, and I know Mike Perry's there to fight, so it's going to be a great night. Yeah, and I mean, it, the whole the whole card, top to bottom, is amazing. I think you'd looking agree with that as well. It. We're looking forward to seeing you. All right, MVP, everybody. I love it. Thanks for coming yes, on. Thank man. you. Thank you, man. Thank you, guys. Take Look care. It. You're welcome. He thinks there's two people clapping for him. It's like that was meant to be like, you know, I was trying to do theatrics there. Didn't work. Well, Evan must be ready for lunch. He's playing us out. So, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, August 20th coming up. Don't forget. <laughs> I love what Evan does that. BKFC.com. Grab that app. We're excited but for right our after that, What's coming after That's where August. I was going. August 27th. I, I, I throw it in there. Debut Albuquerque, New Mexico. Tickets on is. sale now. BKFC.com. Grab the Rio Rancho. Dude, it's going to be awesome. John Dotson on that card versus Ryan Benoit. You got the championship fight with Christine Faria versus Taylor Starling. The best shape of her life. It's all there. BKFC.com. I'm looking at this camera. Sorry. <laughs> I'm out of my mind. All right. We'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Love you. Until next week. Cheers. Knuckle up. Like, comment, subscribe.